stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 100. Woo! Wow. Yes. Yes. We have been here a hundred times. And who are you? <laughs> I am Tony Sanabria. Who am I? <laughs> Existential questions for episode 100. And mm-hmm. I am JDK Winnikin. We are here for the hundredth time to debunk the junk. And by that, we mean those BS stories that we tell ourselves in our various emotional states that don't really do us any good. And they rob us of all the things we're really looking for in life, our sense of ease, our sense of place, our connections with ourselves and with others, all the things that we're looking for. We're here to suggest that not only can we get underneath those stories and disconnect from them, but it's not nearly as difficult as we make it out to be. It just takes some practice. And so we're here every week to kind of live that out, that practice. And we've been doing it for a while now. And uh, if you're listening live to this 100th episode, good morning. And if you're catching this as a podcast episode, thanks so much for finding us, for subscribing to us, for sharing us with your friends and family. And remember, you can get this as a podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can also get video versions of every episode of Breaking Up With Our BS at our Facebook, not our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, Breaking Up With Our BS. We have a Facebook page of the same name. Tawny also has a six-week self-mastery course at unperfectyourself.com. You can take all the things that we talk about over the course of six weeks and apply them to your own context and see what comes up for you. And every second Saturday of the month, Tawny and I host a free one-hour Zoom workshop where we take take participants through the processes of getting centered in the body. We answer any questions that you might have. So lots of ways to engage with us in between episodes. Uh, We also are working on a book that's coming along quite nicely. Thank you, in case you were wondering. And there's always new ideas that come in and come out that we're considering. So it's a really exciting time. Tawny, congratulations on 100 episodes. Yes, you too, J.D. You were here for all 100 also. I was. And and Eric was here with us too, right? Yes, a special thank you to Eric Ryder. He is our in-studio producer and editor and the one who makes all of this happen. And he's been here, I think, for every single one. So, Eric, thank you so much. We could not do all of this without you. So he's the unsung hero here. and We wanted to make sure we gave you your proper due. So thanks so much. All right, so... You know, there's a there's this thing, Tony. I, I found myself thinking with 100 episodes, like we need to come up with something. It's like, what are we going to talk about for the 100th episode? And then I'm catching myself going, ah, that's a story. <laughs> it doesn't need to be, doesn't need to be this huge thing. Like, like I was supposed to bring in fireworks or something like that, or I feel like I should have brought cupcakes. Or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, anyway, so with that in mind, what's coming up for you with with all this? Where do you want to go today? I think it's wide open. Right. I think it is wide open, right? Like the significance of a hundred. And certainly we could have, you know, made ourselves some cupcakes and and had some snacks for sure. Um, And, and I wonder, you know, we talk a lot about presence and we've had a lot of different episodes around, you know, past thinking and future thinking and and not being present and all of the different ways in which that we can get distracted and, and avoid being here right now. And so I wonder if we can just sort of talk a little bit more about that and, and um, do a, maybe a, a little bit of a refresh, but also sort of um, um, adding on 
to it because we've done so many different episodes um, at this point. What what comes up for you with that? Oh, you know what first comes up for me is is a lot of gratitude, not just for a hundred episodes and for the fun that we've had and the and the and the effect that it's had. We've gotten so much positive feedback uh, from people that that various episodes have really resonated with. But gratitude for just being able to be in a space where this is this is a reality that that we can not only share, but that we engage in ourselves as practice. And it's given me more clarity of what that means over time and what it means to practice something and what it means to get into the body and, and to experience more and more the difference between the awareness that I have when I'm in my body and the chaos that tends to happen when I'm just up in my thinking space, you know, and the difficulty that comes from that. And then the, the punishment that my body can take when I'm up in that headspace for too long, you know, I get, my muscles get sore, or I'm clenched up, or I can't sleep, or I'm, I'm eating at weird hours, you know, or, you know, not taking good care of myself, uh, that type of thing. Just gratitude for having sort of this built in, what we're talking about every week is sort of built into my life, you know, in part about this, you know, by, by doing this show with you. And just how profound of a difference it makes, how much more ease my life has. You know, I have more curiosity. I have more enjoyment. I have more rest, even though conversely, I'm doing a lot more things, but I'm doing a lot more things that I enjoy. And I'm doing a lot more things from a place of presence and that energy that comes with it rather than the have to that I used to, that used to drive me. Right. That's what comes up for me initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gratitude is a good, um, good word for that. Um, and I know we, that gratitude is talked about quite a bit in terms of it being really important for us yeah. and our own mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional health for sure is being able to tap into that. And I think that, you know, being able to feel that truly feel that as opposed to just think about it and, and, you know, Try to come up with some things you're grateful for, you know, today uh, from from a thinking space sometimes can be just only from a thinking space sometimes can be a little bit of a challenge because yeah. it's sort of like, okay, well, I should feel grateful for this. I don't really, but I should feel grateful for that. <laughs> I should feel grateful for this, but I don't, right? Like I, <laughs> that can get in the way, but when we really have access to the feeling of it in internally then it, it just flows with much greater ease. And, and those things aren't anything that we should feel grateful for, but that we just notice that we do. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you listed all those shoulds that can get in the way. And it reminds me of what we talked about early on in the show. We talked about the bullshoulds, you know, Mm -hmm. that I should do this and how easy we can take the very things that are part of the solution to this. And we can actually turn them into the problem. Well, I should be more grateful. I should be. And that just piles Mm -hmm. it right on top of it. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. so the, the other thing that comes up for me with that, with what you said uh, just now is, you know, what, what is, what does presence feel like? You know, we've talked about before <sighs> having presence or being in a position of presence is, you know, as opposed to not is like the difference between swimming in the ocean and then describing to somebody swimming in the ocean. You know, and, and it's, it is, and it's more than just being present in the moment, like you and I being focused on our conversation, 
there's there's something about in, when we're embodied, when we're grounded, presence feels bigger than that, than just whatever I'm focusing on in the moment. It feels connected. It's a it's a connection in our conversation. It's a connected with what's maybe what's going on around me without me necessarily paying too much attention to it. You know, Eric is in here, you know, being connected to 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 knowing he is here, connected to the things that I know that are going on around me that are good. All of that comes from that space that my brain isn't going to spend a whole lot of time in if I'm just in the thinking space because usually I'm trying to figure out something that's wrong <laughs> or need a solution. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like the energy between us is a thing. Yeah. And if we're able to tap into sort of energy that is flowing from and out of and into ourselves and others uh, in a particular physical space, but also even, you know, I feel it with my clients oftentimes even yeah. via Zoom. Yeah. Um, that that there's this, this you, we get so much more information and understanding and compassion and connection without any words needing to be spoken. Yeah. But, but we notice that with some of the words that are being spoken, that we're tuned in in such a way that we're, we're sort of vibing, like we're, we're tuned in, yeah. like on the same radio station, right? And so we get it. Like, how could you have even known that? I've had clients say, I, how could you have even known that? I didn't say that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's what presence allows for, is to know things before they're even said. Yeah. And, you know, and I've had the experience of it too, even with, with people that I'm very closely connected to who live in very different places, you know, who don't live in my immediate area. And just that sense you get of, of like, oh, I'm going to reach out and you reach out and say, Hey, I was just thinking of you. I picked up on something, wondering how you're doing and how many times that the response back has been, Whoa, that was perfect timing. How did you, how did you, I don't know. <laughs> just, you know, I don't know from a headspace. I can't explain that, right? It was just kind of this knowing that comes from being in tune and being in the body. And to, to have experienced that, to experience that more is, it's such an incredible gift because it just provides us with an alternate way, a better way, a more real way of seeing what our lives can be about. And, and it reshuffles how we do things. At least it seems to me, the more we practice getting into the body. And we've talked about that a lot. So that might be worth a review too. <laughs> you know what we mean by that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, um, that's, that's so interesting. And I was thinking as you were, you were talking to what just sort of popped up is, you know, past and, and future, almost as if like, okay, if you're not in the past, you're not thinking about the past and you're not thinking about the future, you've got a really good shot of being present. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that, so that, you know, that, that could be a starting point, uh -huh. sort of like noticing and, and, and like that paying attention to where, where, what am I thinking about? Cause our brains like to think all the time. And mm -hmm. if we're not actively moving into, you know, connection with our breath or, or something like that, that moves us away from our thinking space, we're going to be thinking something. Yeah. And so if you notice yourself thinking about past stuff and making it right now stuff. Yeah. So, so this is where reflection and really questioning and um, getting to know oneself is really important because oftentimes we could think, oh no, this is about what's happening right now. No, it actually isn't. 
Because right. what's happening right now is not unsafe. What's happening right now is not going to leave you stranded. Mm -hmm. But it looks and smells like what happened when you were little. Right. When <laughs> So your body's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's that it's that reminder, you know, and then and then, you know, taking it the other direction into the future, you know, one foot in the past, as you talked about that one foot in the future. You know, for me, what that can look like is I start playing out these various scenarios in my head or conversations. <laughs> you know, how would a certain conversation go with somebody? And before I know it, I'm having emotional reactions to not only things that aren't happening, but things that might not ever happen at all. <laughs> you know, and so and I'm definitely not right where I am. And I'm definitely not feeling the energy and connection between myself and what's around me and the people in my life when I'm doing that, you know, so it's, and so that's one of the things that, that over time practicing this has brought me a, a more, a, generally speaking, a, a quicker and quicker awareness of when I, when those stories are starting to move in. I'm like, oh, there they are. <laughs> okay. Woo. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not even where I need to be right now, which is right here. The only place I can be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and going back to the past for a second, that that pe that part of being able to discern in the moment, and this takes practice too. It does. So being able to really say, okay, wait a second, this is old stuff showing up right now. Okay, so this is my past self trying to get in the picture of what's going on right now. I am an adult right now. This same scenario does now no longer pertains to me. Like really being able to dissect that in any given moment when you notice that happening is because you're going to be talking to yourself anyway, right? Right. <laughs> so yeah. any of us, we're always just talking to ourselves to some degree or another. So having this conversation about that was my child experience. Yep. This is me as an adult and look at all the more, the, look at all the resources that I have, whether it's cognitive resources, emotional resources, other, you know, physical supports and resources that we didn't have as kids. Right. Mm -hmm. But that practice is so important to being able to, um, let go of some of those BS stories. Yeah. Yeah, because it's in that it's part of the result of that is then seeing the tools that we have as adults that we didn't have necessarily when we were younger, and recognizing that you know the, while a feeling or a fear of abandonment, for example, could come up in a situation, you know when we're able to see those and disconnect from those, we go, okay, well I'm not, <laughs> you know I'm a grown person, abandonment is not happening because I can do this, you know, or I can take care of this, or this is the reality about me. I think that goes, it goes a long way. Uh, but it's something that it does take practice because it seems like, you know, we talk about conditioning a lot on the show, almost every episode, I'm sure the term comes up at some point, right? Some of these approaches are conditioned because of, you know, things that have happened, but then also what the expectations are of what we tend to think, this is what needs to happen in order for me to be happy or safe or to feel meaning or to have purpose, you know, the, these things, oftentimes we can let other things define that rather than ourselves. And as we've talked about before, curiosity over what could happen or what's a possibility or what would happen if I tried this instead, isn't always our go-to. Instead, it's trying to match up to standards that we may not realize are not our own, that they've been handed to us. I, yeah, I would say most of the time yeah. they're not our own. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And if we haven't, if we haven't really questioned that for ourselves and, and kind of dug deep in there around, okay, where did this come from? Is this something that it even aligns with? How does it get in the way of how I want to be in my life? How does it have me, you know, sabotaging myself and limiting myself? Or how does it have me, um, you know, having surface relationships that don't go anywhere? You know, all of those kinds of things. We want to be able to question all of that. And that takes a certain level of courage and bravery to do also. But that's, that is part of the process of getting um, free of those past constraints so that we can really see clearly what is actually right now, what is actually present right now. Yeah. Yeah. And what are, what are our capacities? What are our, our capacities in this moment, no matter what we're feeling or experiencing or battling, you know, just, it reminds me of a story we told really early on in the show about one of the first times you took me through a process where I was in a real emotional state and you took me through a process of breathing to kind of get into my body, to get into my belly. And I was able to name out the, the emotions, the feelings I was having, the stories. And <laughs> I don't know if you said this directly or if it's what came out, but the realization in my body and this, that presence that I was actually okay in that moment, even as all these uncomfortable feelings and painful things were going on, that I was okay. That process building upon that over time going, okay, if I can feel these things and be okay, that means I can better see where my choices are, what's real, what's not. I don't have to give stories that are coming up any more energy and turn them into something bigger than they need to be. That to me is, is really where the, the shifts began to really happen was recognizing that, that all those things we've just talked about require a re, a, an experience in ourselves of okayness from that grounded space that no matter what's happening around us or what's happening within us, most of the time we're okay unless we're in like a real actual emergency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know that sometimes we find that um, some folks have quite a bit of difficulty getting into the body. Yeah and experiencing okayness and um so there's a lot of different places with which to sort of start to poke holes to be able to integrate this whole process right so being in the body is another word for being present Mm -hmm. right and um so past stuff because past stuff and and future stuff we want to be able to differentiate between past, present, and future. And sometimes if we can't get right into the body, if you've been somebody who's been, you know, to practice the, this, this kind of practice or any kind of breath meditation practice or things like this, I've had a lot of people say like, I just can't do meditation. Right. I've tried it. Can't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's a belief. Um, I, I don't know that I would say it's, factual necessarily, but it is, there's probably, um, a lot of feelings of past and future stuff coming in Mm -hmm. while that practice is being, um, entertained. And so that's the part also is just really understanding, even from a, a thinking space, the difference between past, present, future, and how 
we get tripped up if we're living in, you know, letting the past come in at any given moment to inform us about what's real right now, or forget about right now, because all I want to do is be somewhere else into the future. Mm -hmm. How am I going to get there? Mm -hmm. Right. And so there can be a frenetic kind of like a lot of energy or restlessness or um, amped, amped upness when we're sort of always like needing to be further along or, or there, or, or uh, I often tell my clients, like, you're never going to get there. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Right. Like, like we're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. You're here. Yep. You're here. Yeah. Yeah. And we can all be really prone to that, you know, it, and to the point where we can get so caught up in it that we actually freeze right where we are. (laughs) And all of a sudden we're not, not only are we not doing that thing in the future, we're not doing anything right now. Right. That's that's really all that helpful. We're certainly not present uh, in the moment with that. And I yeah, you're right. You know, it's it's um, I've heard the same thing from clients, you know, about I, I've, I've tried meditation and and uh, it doesn't work. And I asked them, what does working mean to you? Like what what was the expectation that it would do? And 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 usually it's something like some there's some big transcendental moment where they, they transcend themselves or they get this huge realization out of something or even just this, this story in their head that they may not be conscious of, that they're not doing it right. Like they, get, they think about something and they get distracted from their breathing or, or whatever. And putting out, well, what, if you bring yourself back without any of those stories, what, what can it do for you? You know, that breathing calms the body down. <laughs> it, 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 this all has biological, physiological, neurological impact. Right. It's not something that there's it's not alchemy or necessarily anything you have to mix together with magic. It's how we're designed. It's how it's how we function. We're talking about how we can tap into those things that probably in the modern era of humanity, we've really more and more so disconnected from than perhaps was the case in a lot of different places at a lot of different times in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, because we are told to get somewhere. Yeah. And- <laughs> but we're, we're taught, we're taught not to be present. We're, we're actually taught not to be present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And does yeah. that ever lead yeah. to you to questions for you that, um, well, I feel like if I'm present, I don't, I don't, I'm not striving for something or I, I don't care about what, where I'm going or I don't care about my past anymore. Or I'm not learning from that. It, the, it, the assumption that sometimes comes up is people say, well, then I, I just forget everything about my past and I don't care about anything in the future and I'm actually being selfish. Does, do any things like that come up for you with clients? Um, the, the only folks that I've, I can think of that sort of have struggled um, or have good questions like that are people who actually are practicing being present. So the questions don't come if you haven't experienced it because you don't know what you're talking about. No, it's truly like, yeah. right? Like if I don't know anything, if somebody wants to talk to me about plumbing, I don't know what question to ask. Like don't, I, I have no yeah. questions because I don't know, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't know. And so if I haven't experienced something, I won't know what questions to ask or I'll just be coming up with questions as filler. You know, the questions that you think, oh, I'm supposed to ask a question. So I'll ask this question. They're meaningless, right? right? Because I don't care about the answer. I just care that I'm asking a question, right? So (laughs) the folks who are asking the really good questions are the folks who are experiencing some presence from here to there and are practicing it more and more often. And what they're noticing is 
sometimes I feel like I'm ignoring a thing I need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Like I need to solve this problem. I feel like I'm ignoring a problem or sometimes I feel a little bored. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because if you go from thinking, 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 solving, 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 deciding there, there's more problems that you need to get ahead of, you know, you need to get to the bottom of, it's a lot of energy and a lot of stimulation. Mm -hmm. And so now you're taking that off the table because you're realizing, oh, I don't need to do this to myself. Actually, I'm losing sleep because I'm doing this. So I'm going to slow things down a little bit, take some more pauses and actually not make everything a problem. Yeah, it's going to feel quite a bit different Mm -hmm. um, to be able to start to slow down and kind of just trust and let things play out. But it's also going to feel over time, once it gets a little familiar, like, oh, man, I have time to do things that I might enjoy more so than just cleaning up problems. Yeah. Yeah, because it it shows that in situations like that, that we mistake intensity for meaning, you know, or that that and if we if that intensity removes, we might have this this space one of the ways we can define that if it's unfamiliar is boredom when it might be peace it might be reflection it might be opportunity it might be curiosity you know and that's and that's the experience is that the human experience will fill in something you know if there's an open space (laughs) the human experience will fill in something you know so some curiosity can come or an idea can come or some rest can come you know, and that's something that, that, you know, I talk about quite a bit with people is like, oh, your, your body is going to find something, right? And so if you're taking intensity out of the equation, it makes sense on some level that it's going to feel like sometimes boredom when it, maybe some other terms might be true too. I feel peaceful. I feel calm. Mm-hmm. I feel reflective. And with that comes, thing, can come things like gratitude, curiosity, bravery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing. You've mentioned this before in other in other episodes where it's if you just get a little taste of it, a little taste of calm, a little taste of presence, you want more of it. Yeah. And so what can be expected is, oh, I'm going to feel this great every single time. And what's no, what people can notice is like, oh, no, I can have a lot of different emotions. And sometimes I kind of can feel like, is there, is this what it is? Mm-hmm you know, shouldn't I be doing something? Um, and, and so that comes up every, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, I mean, there's, we could, we could do, and we have done dozens of episodes on offshoots of everything that we've talked about. And, uh, what's, what's exciting is that we're at the end of our hundredth episode. So really, really thanks uh, all to all of you listening out there, whether this is your first time or your hundredth time, to joining us on these episodes of Breaking Up With Our BS. And we hope that you will join us again next week for the 101st as we move into even more things. Um, and so thank you for being with us today. Thanks again to Eric Ryder for all his work, great work with us for these 100th episodes. Big thanks to you, Tawny, for being a part of this. And uh, thanks to all of you. So until next time, I'm JDK Winnikin. And thank you. And I am Tawny Santabria. All right, you're welcome. 100 in the books. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I tell you, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it.
Pensaba en mí.